Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle. This is the Honey Badger, and today's episode marks, we'll just say it marks something special for me. You know, I don't know if, if, if you guys follow me at all on YouTube or you follow me on this podcast. I got my dream job August of 2022. And when I took this job, I knew one of two things was going to happen. Either one, it was going to like take off like a rocket ship and I was going to be good to go. Or the second option is the option I'm going through. So this is what I want to kind of go over with you guys. Okay, and, and this is going to be a little different than what I've done in the past. Usually I talk about everything dealing with the RV business. But I think it's time for a little change on this episode. Here. Dream jobs take a lot of work. Whether you walk in and you're making silly money, or whether you're walking in and making nothing with the potential to make silly money. This is where... um, you have to make a decision as a human being. You have to almost make the, 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 the quest of, is the juice worth the squeeze? So I've seen a lot of the positives that go on with this side of the business. So I, if you don't know, my dream job was to get on the wholesale side of the RV business. I wanted to be a travel trailer or motorhome or fifth wheel rep for the factory. It it had been a job I wanted to chase and chased for five years. Um, It was something that friends of mine, really good friends of mine, had been trying to help me get for five years. And I got it last year. And when I took the job, when I actually finally signed on the dotted line and said yes, something kind of magical went through my head. And that is, I'm finally there, and now it's time to go to work. See, I had run dealerships and done the desk part of a dealership and the finance part of the dealership. I've been a sales manager. I've been a general manager. I've been, I, I know how to do the dealership forward and backward. But, you know, it's like you never know when your last day is going to be. And so when you feel like that on the dealership side, you start to work more than you should. So reality was like, okay, so my last real dealership job uh, was probably the most time off I ever had. I actually got a almost a two full day off type of gig. Just about. It was rare that any sales manager gets that kind of time off. 
um, when I was working at a dealership in Ventura, California. Uh, I was working um, six to seven days a week, uh, 13 to 15 hours a day. And, you know, I am a little bit of a workaholic in the first place, but there just comes a time when you go, man, how much did I really miss? And I didn't get anywhere. Let me tell you, folks, $150,000 to $200,000 a year in California is the poverty level. Because by the time you pay for health insurance, you pay your car note, you pay your rent or your mortgage, you have taxes taken out, you pay for your suit or your, 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 your cleaning bill, your new clothes you got to get every year to make sure you're looking sharp and looking professional. By the time you just go and get the basics at the grocery store and get two cheap cars and cheap insurance, car insurance, you end up with about six, $700 in your pocket. If you want to live in a decent neighborhood where a decent school is. I'm not talking about upscale, middle-class neighborhood. I'm talking about just a neighborhood where there isn't shootings. So I remember uh, there was a year I made $325,000. It was the first time I ever made three hundred dollars in my life. The only reason I even knew I made $325,000 is because of my W-2. If you went and looked at my bank account, you wouldn't even know it was there. When I looked at how much taxes they withheld out of my paycheck, it was almost between health insurance and taxes. I, I took home only 43% of my paycheck. And that's with kids, write-offs. Now, did I get some of that money back? Of course I did. But it would have been better. I would have been better off almost. No offense to the world, but I would have been better off taking a union job, being an electrician, working with my hands at $30 or $40 an hour. More time off. Obviously, the paycheck wouldn't have been the same. But I paid less taxes. My health insurance would have been better. So these are things that go through your head when you're trying to figure out where you want to do. So when I took this job, I took it because time, more than anything. So I was on the road 22 days straight in January. 22 days straight. And out of 22 days, I talked to my wife and kids on the phone every day. But when I got home, I spent nine days at home where I could take my kids to school. We could play chess. We could play video games together. We could watch movies together. We were able to go out and play outside together. I was home when there was daylight outside. That's something that we just didn't go through as a family. I was constantly, constantly pushing myself. And I still do. Don't believe, get me wrong, I still work my rear end off. Right now, today, which is February 1st, I'm going to be on the road for the next 30 days, 32 days. But then I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit with my family for a week 
and have more quality time with my kids and my wife. And the money will come. The money's terrible right now. But I knew that going in. It was either going to be really great or it was going to be really bad. But it'll come. So when you're taking a look at your life, there's always levels of happiness that come along with it. I always say everybody's happiness is different. But when you're looking at what you love to do, or what you think you'd like to do, you have to realize the work that you have to put in, not only to get into that position, but the work that comes after. Now the good, like the good news for me is that I have such a wide open territory for selling trailers to dealers that, you know, by the time the year comes up, I'll have a nice dealer base. I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the work. I'm excited for, for the dealerships I've signed up and, and the dealers have sold Clipper and Viking travel trailers. The new stuff we've shipped out to dealers is selling quickly because of price point. It's more affordable than most of the other stuff you see out there that's a lot more fancy. We're not a fancy trailer. We're an easygoing, you know, economical trailer. People upgrade out of our stuff once they've had it a few years, once they've gotten some experience under their belt. darn well exciting. I, I am stoked beyond all reason that I know that this job will work out. That's why I bust my butt for it. But I also know my kids are now going to be 12 years old this year. The womanness has started in one of my daughters. And I just know where this is going. I'm not going to have very much more time. So when you take a look at your life, when, when I talk about this, you know, I talk about this to tell you that the, the politicians, the television, the streamers, they're built to make you a zombie because that's how they make money. And don't tell me politicians don't make money. They make a ton of money. I don't fault them. I don't blame them. I don't get mad at them. But it's negativity. Negativity sells better than positive energy. This miniature gender war that's going on is all negative stuff. Nothing positive comes out of these debates. Nothing positive comes out of the bashings on both sides. But it makes for great television, great radio, great podcasting. It makes excellent entertainment that keeps viewers sucked in on both sides. And, you know, it is compelling stuff, a lot of it. But to have your dream job, to accomplish your dreams... You have to tone that stuff completely out. For example, here, here's the biggest example I can give anybody. 
I'm one of those guys that loves to have a cocktail. Love my rum and coke. Love to have a beer. I have not drank. I have not kicked back and had a cocktail or a beer or a margarita or anything for about six months. So when I was at a casino with a friend of mine, good friend of mine in this side of the business, he's getting married, by the way. By the way, RS, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. God, it's only five weeks away or six weeks away. But anyway, um, <clears throat> the, the beauty of it is he kind of looked at me a little weird because usually him and I would kick back and take a couple shots of tequila, drink a couple Modellos, and, and just have a good time for the night. He looked at me weird because I'm drinking water and walking around with the water. He's like, what's going on? And I go, I'm not drinking until I get this territory set because alcohol is a distraction. You know, going to clubs, going out to bars, you know, I, I most of the time what I'm doing anymore is I come to the hotel room, I, I do some editing of film for the YouTube channel because the YouTube channel is a, is a passive income that I want to build up to the point where I have another income coming in. I got a business income coming in. At the same time, I also record this podcast. <clears throat> and I'd rather spend my time going over analytics, studying things that are going to help grow my business, grow my YouTube channel, grow my social media platforms that I can make money on, I'd rather spend my time prospecting dealerships to carry my products than spend my time going out drinking, going out partying, getting involved in conversations that lead towards negativity. And I'm finding out more and more that this process, I guess you could call it, is working. And the reason why it's working is because the growth, the instant growth from August to January is incredible. Here, I'm going to go over to my computer real quick. I'm going to go, there's some clicking. So I'm going to go to my analytics page right now on YouTube. And I just want to, and I quit drinking because here's how it used to go. I used to get up in the morning, go to work, come home from work. And after I came home from work, my wife would have a cocktail ready for me. I'd have one or two cocktails, lay on the couch, lay in the recliner, watch a movie, maybe play a couple of video games. Now, don't get me wrong. I, haven't, I didn't quit the video games. Okay, Because the video games for me is kind of like that that calming, like it kind of gets me to the point where I can shut my brain down for the night so I can sleep. But that's just something that 
really helps me just reach that level. So I'm typing in right now, my computer's running its little thing and being its little pain in the butt it always is. Okay. Okay. So when I took the job August 1st of 2022, in July of 2022, I was at 22,000 views. I was averaging from January to July, I was averaging 15,000 views. Not bad for a second year channel. And really, when my first full year was July to July. So July of 21 to July of 22. From July of 21 to July of 22, I was averaging about 4,000 views a month. Not bad. Okay, obviously I started out very small and then it grew and it grew and it grew. In August, when I quit at Camping World and I came over to Coachman and I quit drinking, I quit going out to clubs, I quit going out to the pool and drinking at the pool and you know all the relaxing stuff you do when you get home from work when I just said, you know what, I'm going to focus my time on the YouTube channel and analytics. I'm going to do less videos. I'm going to grow my, grow my territory with the sales department with Coachman. I'm going to grow that territory as my career. And I'm going to make YouTube and social media. Uh, sorry about that. My camera just went down on the, on the YouTube channel. Um, so I, I go through all this, right? And in August of 2022, I went from 22,000 views to 94,000. I took more courses, I took more classes. It, it was amazing, okay? Now, if I go to September, now September I didn't have as much time to devote because I was in Indiana. So if I go to September, it was down a little bit. But I made more money because more people not only watched my shorts, but more people watched my long form content. So I made the most money I ever made in a month, which wasn't much as $195. The month before was $120. Before that, it was usually between $40 and $45 a month. Now I'm going to go one more, one step further and go August or October, I'm sorry. So in October, give me a second. You're going to have to bear with me here. My camera phone f keeps falling. Okay, in October, I had another 76,000 views and made $155 in revenue off ads. Now let's go to November. 
November, I made the leap back up to over 90,000, 91,000 views for $100. Now, there was a transition. I started doing more shorts on YouTube. And I actually gained more subscribers. I had a record subscriber month with 543. December was the best month, not for revenue, because revenue stinks in December because they don't, they spend all the money on Christmas stuff, obviously. But 345,000 views and 826 subscribers. And then last month in January, the reason, I'm gonna, there's a point to all this. I reached 250,000 views, 752 subscribers, and got back to, to $100 in revenue. Now, I mean, the majority of this is the short videos, the little 60-second videos that I was doing on YouTube started finally getting views after a few months because I figured out titles and thumbnails and how I figured out how shorts really works okay but that wasn't the point the point was is now I'm focused and clear so if you're gonna take a dream job it takes you to wipe out all of that how do I put it it, it takes you to wipe out all of those things for a couple years. I don't go to Vegas. I haven't been gambling. I love to play poker. I love going to Vegas. Haven't been back to Vegas for, I've been to Vegas for business, but I have not been inside a casino to play poker since August. I have not been out to a bar in Vegas or a nightclub in Vegas, something I love to do. So it's like Grant Cardone has a saying, and that saying is that you have to pay the price now so you can pay any price in the future. And so I'd rather pay that price right now of not doing those things um, so that way when I get to the goal, it makes those things so much sweeter. <clears throat> You know, right now we're living in a fifth wheel. We live full time in a cougar bunkhouse fifth wheel on a piece of property in southern Oregon where it gets minus three and four degrees at night off and on. We got rid of all of our furniture, we got rid of the majority of our material things. And we downsized our life so we can get to the next step. You, you're, it's tough because you're always going to have those doubts. You're always going to have those things in your mind that say, why am I doing this? Why am I starting my own business? Why am I going out there and, and busting my butt for no money? Now, I'm not making zero money, don't get me wrong. But why am I busting my butt for little no more money? Well, most managers in the RV business are not making much money right now either. It's brutal. It's very brutal out there. 
but we always bounce back. That's the great part about America. That's a great part of the United States of America. It's a great part of a lot of countries in the world. Australia, Germany. There are just so many ways that we will bounce back. So it's always great to start something when the economy's down. The economy is down not because of subprime mortgages or you know banks are overextending or customers are overextending or anything like that. The economy's down just because of the price of bread. And that's how I'm gonna put it. Like everything is down right now because of the price of bread and milk. Set gas prices aside, we've dealt with $5 a gallon gas for half of last decade. Nobody remembers it, but we were dealing with $480, $490 a gallon gas in California during the Obama administration. So it doesn't make a difference, whether it's Trump, Biden, it doesn't matter. We've dealt with it before. But when the price of bread and milk has gone up almost 300% since 2020, that's what's on people's minds. That will fade. People will reevaluate their priorities. People will reevaluate their situations. You're going to see, like for example, you're going to see a lot more people moving into RVs like my family did. And what's very interesting, it was funny, I didn't think my wife would get to the point where she is today. She is at the point today where she considers this fifth wheel our home on wheels. Like, she feels like, you know what, we can go anywhere we want. It's something we own. It's something that we can pretty much take anywhere we want in the United States, Canada, even Mexico. So it's just a mindset changes. My wife's mindset changed because she knows what the capabilities are. And that's the problem with a lot of us is we forget about those things. We forget that it takes a certain type of sacrifice to get what we want. It takes a certain, like, for example, like it takes priorities. What was more important to me? A new video game or a phone that actually has a better camera? What was more important to me, buying the new Xbox or getting an editing software that's going to help me get my videos better? These are things that ran, run through my mind. These are things that, that run through all of our minds. Like, It's just a matter of finding that inner strength to put down the controller in, in essence, put down the red or blue pill and just realize that we have one life to live. How do we want to spend it? What is happiness to you? 
Happiness to me is money because money buys time. Money is what creates extra time. But that's not everybody. I have a great friend of mine who could care less about money. He cares about days off. He cares, he could literally, him and his wife could literally live out of a van, which I think they're going to start doing that pretty soon, but they could pretty much live in a van, work at Walmart, sleep in the back of a Walmart parking lot in their van, as long as they had their two or three days off every weekend because they love to hike and photograph nature. That's happiness to them and has nothing to do with money. Money helps them get there, but like I said, living conditions don't matter to them. I have another great friend of mine she is an incredible woman. Her idea of happiness is charity work. Now, while I may not agree with her political views, she is incredible at raising money and awareness to things like cancer, HIV, abortion, adoption, orphanages, this woman straight out, she is behind the scenes of everything. And she's 46 years old, 47 now, sorry, 47 years old, and she has no kids and she lives out of a suitcase. She doesn't have a house. She, doesn't have, she rents a room so she can have mail delivered there. She's constantly in her car, driving across the country, her old beat-up 1988 Honda Civic. And that's all she does. And that's her happiness. That is straight out. I see This woman was a corporate jockey forever. She was a feminist who, you know, had to have the career had to be the bad girl, the bad bee. And this is prior to all this gender war that was good that's been going on over the internet. This was back in the MySpace days. And she did it for 10 years. And she thought it was going to make her happy. And it didn't. And one day she goes and walks into a soup kitchen little soup kitchen for veterans and she walked in just to give some and it's not because she randomly did it it's because she had to have court appointed community service but she came out and we all went out for drinks after she did it her first day and she says you know I found my calling she goes you know what I I think I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna go I'm gonna start doing a lot of charity work I'm gonna start doing a lot of nonprofit work we laughed at her because I didn't think she was capable my God, that woman has a smile ear to ear. You know how you start getting gray hairs and a lot of aches and you start getting that gut and you, you stress really hits you hard as a man or even as a woman. 
you know, where you have all these aches and pains out of nowhere, and a lot of it's stress. This woman, 47 years old, can outrun most men, can outswim most people, can outhike you, and probably outdrink you. Not many people can say that. And that's her happiness. My happiness is getting my time back. And let me tell you, I wouldn't have gotten this job if I didn't go through the pains I've gone through for the last 13 years. I would not be in the position I am on YouTube or, or having this podcast or, or doing any of this stuff if I didn't go through the pains, if I didn't go through the grind, if I didn't go through heck and back. If I didn't go through the brutality, it wouldn't make me the strength, it wouldn't give me the strength I have right now. And let me tell you folks, if you're, and I'm going to reach out to you folks that have feelings, okay? And this is not to get bash anybody or get anybody upset or get anybody angry. Just listen to this. If, if you are one of those that everything is about your feelings, you will never get to your true happiness. I feel like this and I feel like that. I used to be that way. I used to be the guy that bitched and complained all the time. I'm the guy that was the biggest complainer on God's green earth about my feelings. And, you know, I've learned that it's a matter of learning to handle stress. Do your feelings matter? Of course they matter. But they should not dominate your life. I have met so many, listened to so many people on the internet that are so traumatized because Trump was president, or so traumatized because Biden's president, or because this person said that, or this person says this, or this person doesn't believe in that, or this person doesn't believe in this. Guys, this message is for you folks that feel that way. You will never find your true happiness if you keep worrying about other people. To find your true happiness, you have to find what you love. And not all the time is it about money. There's a lot of people that are teachers out there that make, or they're grossly underpaid. There are doctors and nurses out there that are extremely and very grossly underpaid. And yet the job might be stressful. The job might give them some gray hairs a little early in life. But they love it and they're happy with it. Firefighters, police officers, people that serve in the military, men and women that serve in the military. It is a calling. To be a career person in the military is an absolute calling. Find your happiness. Find what drives you. What gets you up in the morning? And don't tell me it's some knucklehead that works at a Daily Wire or Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. Go eliminate that stuff. No offense to guys like Ben Shapiro or 
Sean Hannity or Don Lemon or God knows who else is out there. But their job is to keep you sucked into the TV, which has as much negative crap as they can throw at you at once because they make ad revenue. I make ad revenue in a different way. I try to give positivity to you. I try to teach you something about the RV business. I try to give you more information than most people were willing to give because I feel like you should have all the information before you buy something. So I give you courses on financing and all that stuff. I give you positivity and I make money. So imagine if these people actually gave you positivity. You might still watch them, but they don't. So wipe them out of your life for a second. Just wipe the slate clean. What drives you to wake up in the morning? What gets you going? Is it food? Is it culinary? Is it charity? Is it money like me? Is it photography? Is it writing? Is it drawing? Are you an artist? Is that what gets you driving and gets you waking up in the morning? How do you get there? How do you get there without worrying about what somebody else thinks? Because truthfully, it doesn't matter what you think your gender is or what your socioeconomic situation is. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, what does matter is if you're happy, if you have found that thing that drives you to wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and ready to wake up and attack the day like it's no tomorrow, then your happiness will spread to other people. That positive energy, as long as you don't listen to the naysayers, as long as you don't listen to the negative Nancys of the world, or the negative Kens, or the negative whatever, then at the end of the day, you will spread that positive energy to people that are ready to receive it. you got to get rid of the negative people in your life. You really do. Look, taking, take, take, take for example this. I had probably two dozen friends that I've kind of left in the dust over the last year because I wasn't getting anywhere with them. This YouTube channel thing I was laughed at. I was laughed at by all but two people. They call me a genius. I, I have been, and I probably am. I don't, I mean, I've been called a genius my entire life. Yes, I have a high IQ, but does that really make me a genius? Not really. I'm good with numbers, I'm good with mathematical equations. I'm good at weights, I'm good at, I'm just good at everything when it comes to the RV business because my mind is a mathematical mind. 
So to do something mechanical like I've been doing with all this is just everybody thought it was a joke. They're like, you're, you're going to fail. That's what I was told by 22 of my friends that, oh, don't be ridiculous. What do you want, fame and fortune? Do you know how hard it is to do that? Do you know how much time you're going to use? Do you know how much time you're going to waste? And those things hit you in the head pretty hard, guys. I mean, th those type of things just, you know, I, I, I've been told by co-worker, former co-workers, I've been told by by former owners I've worked for. I've been told by a lot of people that me going to the wholesale side of the business was a terrible idea. You're going to fail. You're going to miss the game. I mean, just stuff that you, you almost have to wonder why they say those things, and it's because they wish they could do it too, or they truly feel like, you know, there's old saying, oh, they must be jealous because they wish they could do it, but I think there's another part, and I think the other part is, especially if you're good at something, they're like, why walk away if you're so good at something? When they recognize your talent, when they recognize you're one of the best at what you do, why would you walk away from it? Unhappy. Burned out. You know, they give you a schedule. But I've never been a guy to stick to a schedule because to be successful, you got to wake up with the crows and go to bed with the vampires. Especially in a dealership business. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a big grind. But when you're good at what you do, people wonder, why would you change? Because I want more time. More quality time. This will be the first year I've been able to go down to Mexico and visit my wife's family. In three years. Almost four. Whenever I've gone to Mexico in the past to go just lie on a beach and try to relax and let everything go, the phone just rings off the hook. There's always a problem. There's always something that needs to be solved. I wanted to be able to turn off the phone. So there were so many things that <clears throat> these are the things I'm telling you about myself that maybe you should look inside yourself. There's a great movie. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have seen it. It's called The Pursuit of Happiness. It's one of my absolute favorite movies. Don't really care if Will Smith smacked Chris Rock or not. I'm still going to watch the movie. Because it's very uplifting. The guy that actually the movie's based on and the book that was written to be turned into the movie is very inspiring because now that's an extreme case but just that is the juice worth the squeeze. 
And that is probably without a shout of a doubt the best example on a movie side of someone that just made the decision that they would sacrifice two or three years of their life the comfort of a home the comfort of being able to kick back on the couch and watch TV to become something more so when 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 you search your feelings Search inwardly about not external forces that affect your, your, your surroundings, but think inward about what actually makes me happy. This is where the gender war that's kind of been going on for a while, man versus woman, I keep hearing all these things on TikTok and YouTube about Men are going to other countries other than America to find wives and all this BS, right? And it is BS because reality is how many men can really go across to, into another country and find a wife? How many men can actually afford that? And the median income in the United States of America is $48,000 a year. A uh, very small percentage of men can actually do that, number one. Number two... And this is, this is to you men and women out there that are either single or you're divorced or whatever the case may be. We forgot in this country, we forgot that if we want something bad enough, we got to work for it. Now that came from my generation. My generation uh, had MTV-itis, so... I remember when MTV and VH1 came out, and I remember like when punk rock was really coming into its own, uh, and then when it got evolutionized with Green Day and uh, Lit and Sum 41 and all these all these pop slash punk bands, and every one of them was we got to rebel against the system, rebel against them. We were rebels. We were the last generation that rode our bikes to the arcade. We were the last generation to go play baseball in a baseball field without parental supervision. We were the last generation that we didn't have cell phones. We had to take, you know, dimes and nickels to the payphone to call if we were going to be late. We had to remember phone numbers in our head. We had to memorize phone numbers. We're the last, I'm the last generation of that. I'm almost 40 years old, and I'm the last generational age that does that. Everything else is done in another way. So everything comes easy to us now. And it started with my generation because we wanted to be the rebels. We wanted to do something different. And we've passed that on to our, a little bit onto our children. And my, you know, the generation before mine, the, the, the folks that were born before me that had kids were working two jobs, three jobs just to make ends meet because that rebellion, we had to grow up at some point. And, you know, my wife said something very interesting to me today before I left on this road trip. She said, 
you know, at the end of the day, um, she misses the clubbing. She misses the parties. She misses it. She's getting, She's just turned 46 years old. And she misses all the youthful things that we rebelled in the 80s and 90s. We were the rebels. And our parents and our grandparents were the empire. They were Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine, and we were Luke Skywalker and and uh, and Obi Wan Kenobi, Leia, Organa. We were Han Solo. We were rebels. You know, we 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 identified more with Star Wars than we did Star Trek. When I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation, I couldn't stand Patrick Stewart. I couldn't stand Captain Picard. So prim, so proper. Everything's got to be iron, straight, and fleece. Screw that. We wanted to be like just Billy Idol, man. You rebel, yeah. We cry mo, mo, mo. And if you're if you're my age or older, you understand what I'm talking about. And we forgot what work was, and we forgot that marriage is work. My wife and I work on our marriage daily. God bless her. She has so much patience with me because I'm the biggest pain in the butt on God's... I'm the biggest ass there is out there. So what I what, what you kind of got to look at in the long run, in the big picture of things, is if everybody just sat down and put in the work, not just, and, and, and when I asked my wife this, because she talked about missing the club and missing the party, I asked her, why do you miss that? And she answered me very simply. She said, because I miss being young. We don't like being adults anymore. We hate it. As a world, as a nation, as a, as a humanity, we hate being adults. We don't want to be adults anymore. We don't want to settle things like adults. We don't want to work things out. We don't want to communicate. I'm going to tell you, if I didn't turn my mindset around, I'd be divorced. We'd be fighting over my custody of my two kids. I would have lost my happiness. Because you would think, oh, well, you must be miserable. So, you know, get divorced if you're miserable. I would have been worse off if I got a divorce than just how do I make this work? That's what we're missing. Everybody wants to talk about body counts and, you know, how high-value men, how-value women. Forget all that. What drives you to be happy? And that's what this all wraps up to be. My wife, my kids are the reason why I get up every morning and I bust my butt. And then the reason why I took this job and did this YouTube channel and do this podcast is a way of not only making money 
but also a way of giving back. I feel like it's a symbiotic relationship. You guys don't pay me to listen to this. But maybe you'll run into my YouTube channel. Maybe you'll buy a travel trailer that I represent. Maybe I might get a sponsorship out of it or a, or a paid gig. Who knows? Only time will tell. We just have to work, guys. That's the, hard, that's, that's the hardest part of the whole thing. Innovation, clean air projects, save humanity, save the world, save the planet. Been a concept forever. If that's your passion, we have to work towards it. We can't scream and yell about it. Screaming and yelling about things doesn't get anything done. Actions get things done. There are a lot of pet projects out there that are on the cusp of innovation that nobody talks about. How about being able to take methane out of the methane and carbon dioxide out of the air and turning it into fuel for your car? There's a project like that in Canada, in British Columbia right now. He can't get federal funding from Canada because, well, we won't go into that, but you just can imagine why the oil companies won't let the government of Canada give him the money he needs to expand his project. It's all a bunch of just malarkey, guys. Do what makes you happy. And we need everybody to do that. If you're a singer, if you're a preacher, if you want to donate all your time, most of your free time to your church or your religion, if you want to volunteer at the VA, whatever at the end of the day is going to put that big smile on your face. And when you look in the mirror, you're proud of yourself and you're like, man, I can't wait to do that again tomorrow. That's when you're there. Material things always are temporary fix. Alcohol, clubbing, and partying is a temporary drug to get you over the hump. It's when you're sober and you're clear and you can see that the next day is going to bring even better things. That's when you know you made it. I know tomorrow morning that when I wake up, that the day is going to be great because tomorrow I get to go talk to dealerships about travel trailers. I know tomorrow I get the opportunity to not only help grow my network, I know I get to get to grow my hopefully one day my pipeline for you know a, a good income. But the best part of it all, guys, is that I get to wake up and I'm going to have a smile on my face ready to attack the day. And that's what I want for you.
And that was the point of this episode. The point of this episode was was basically to help people understand that we can be happy as a people. That you can be happy. And it starts with shutting out all the negativity and bringing in that positive energy of the thing that's going to make you the happiest. And no, drugs don't count. Alcohol doesn't count. I'm talking about that thing that just sparks your inner stomach to go, wake up, wake up. It's early, but wake up. we got to get this done today. We're going to attack it like it's, like our life's depending on it because we know, we know the outcome's going to be in our favor. And those bad days, because don't get me wrong, I've had those very bad days. But even during those bad days, I get my butt up out of bed and I go find something to accomplish. Because every time I accomplish something on a crappy day, it gets me one step closer to my goal. And it gets me one positive piece of momentum to make the next day even better. So take your feelings and warp them into something that is going to make you the best person possible for you. Whatever that may be. If it's working at volunteering at a clinic, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's getting an operation you've always wanted to get because you want to change something about yourself. Whatever it is, work towards it. Because humanity, no matter if we're poor, rich, middle class, or something in between, doesn't matter. We all can be happy. And it doesn't all have to be about money. It can be about making an impression on the world. And leaving a legacy for your family and for your future family to reflect on and say, do you remember when he or she did that? Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to visit the YouTube channel at HBRV Lifestyle for all your RV educational needs. Have a great night.